Welcome to the CousinVinnyNetwork.com. That's C-U-Z-I-N-V-I-N-N-I-E Network.com. The weekly podcast show that is unfiltered and straight talk about Florida real estate education, travel, food, fun, and anything else relevant to the real estate industry. And remember, it's completely free to listen. Your host, Vinny DeRosa, that's me, a.k.a. Cousin Vinny is the chief podcaster of the CousinVinnyNetwork.com. Find our logo on your favorite mobile apps. Tell your family, friends, and coworkers that the show is available for free. Listen to me, Cousin Vinny, and any app that supports podcasts. And please follow Cousin Vinny Network on Facebook. And remember, you can get everything in life you want if you will just help enough other people get what they want. You probably have heard that quote, and it comes from the great Late Zig Ziglar. Hi, this is Vinny DeRosa with the Cousin Vinny Network. Well, here it is. Thursday. Everything real estate. Uh, if you listen to my previous podcast from Tuesday, the first one uh, of the series for Tuesdays, I uh, gave you a little bit of background of, you know, my background with, as a kid growing up, where I came from, and uh, just general background stuff about me as a younger person. And then uh, the next Tuesday will be a little bit later in years. So I'm going to now talk about everything real estate and how it has impacted my entire, entire life. Real estate. Everyone talks about it. Uh, a lot of people know a lot of things about it, but I've lived a lot about it. Ironically, I got my first taste of real estate as a young kid back in the 1960s living on Long Island yeah, where we grew up out in Islip Terrace. My dad had a grocery store uh, next to our home, not too far away from it. And again, uh, if you want to hear more about that, you can go back to the uh, Tuesday broadcast number one. And around our neighborhood, there were a lot of homes that was starting to grow out in that part of Long Island. My dad had the opportunity because of customers coming into the store who talked about, hey, if you know somebody who'd like to buy a house, let us know. Well, um, not far from our home, my dad ended up buying two, three, I think four homes. Back then they were typical block construction, some frame construction, little two, three bedroom, two bath, one car garage, starter homes that like the old Levittown out on Long Island was growing back in that era in the 1960s. So we bought a couple of them and I had my first experience with one and it, it sticks in my head to this day. Uh, the lady that owned the house loved cats. Now I like cats, have nothing against cats, but cats in a home that have been not let out do damage to your home. And this relates to real estate. Uh, dad had to go in and clean out the house and I had the task of going with him to clean out the house after the cats were removed and cats leave odors behind. The whole house just smelt to high heaven. And part of his process was to rehab it. So we got everything out of it, cleaned it up, and he uh, you know, put tenants in it. So that was my first exposure to real estate was kind of doing a rehab of a property that was beaten up by cats. Fast forward, 1968. So, 1968, I'm 18 years old. We moved from Long Island, Islip Terrace, Long Island, to Crystal River, Florida. Huh? Real estate. So you got the entire state of Florida, Dad. And we move from Long Island 
to Crystal River, Florida. How does this happen? Well, he came down here to Crystal River in 1967, latter part of 66, 67, and ended up in Crystal River. And for years, I asked him how. He said it just reminded him of parts of Italy, the rolling countryside. I said, Dad, all of the places in Florida in 1968, Clearwater, Daytona, Fort Lauderdale, Crystal River. So he ends up buying a chunk of dirt where our house is today, 80 acres, subdivided it up. He had a partner at the time. His name was Joe Alessi, a friend of ours from New York. And they bought the first 80 acres. And my dad came back to New York and we still had a uh, a little shopping plaza, but we had sold our grocery store and he had a little liquor store that people would come in and he'd sell vacant lots in our subdivision back in 1967, before we moved to Florida in 68, uh, for $999 and he would owner finance them. That's how he got started. And amazingly, he sold it all out, uh, sold it out, came back and bought another 40 acres, subdivided it, started selling it did really well, came back, and we ended up buying another 600. In, in total, we had a section of land, about 640 acres total, that we accumulated in the area that's now called DeRosa Village. So that was our start of real estate here in Florida back in 1968. Now, I was coming here from New York, coming out of Catholic school, and coming to Crystal River. Um, I didn't want to go to Crystal River High, I didn't know anything about Crystal River High, so Dad took me down to a school in St. Pete, Admiral Farragut. Didn't want to go there, someplace else. Didn't want to go anyplace else. So I ended up going to a high school in Ocala. And again, how does this all relate to real estate? You'll see in a moment. Uh, 1970 is when I graduated from school in Ocala. We started. I started actually my junior and senior year in uh, Ocala. I finished up at a school called Golden Hills Academy. It was a private school. Uh, we were the poorest kids there. I was called a day student because we didn't live on campus. We drove back and forth. And most of the kids came from extremely wealthy families from around the world. But I got to know the Castros really well, and they had a lot of real estate that they were developing. So I had a little firsthand knowledge of real estate development through their eyes and my dad's. I had no interest in real estate at that point in 1970. Uh, graduated from high school in June. Uh, come July, I'm at Fort Jackson, South Carolina. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in my Tuesday podcast. Did you know that? So I graduate, get drafted, get out of the Army. So I get out of the Army and I go to St. Leo College my uh, first semester in 1971. Flunked out my first semester, done. I was not really good in school. I majored in um, beer pong, a lot of beer, 1971. 1972, went to Central Florida Community College, did okay, decent grades, you know, did a year and a half or so there, and then uh, got swept up by a young lady and met her, and, and in 73, moved to Tallahassee because she was there, wanted to, um, you know, be close to her and all that other. So back in 72, I had taken the pre-licensed sales associate course, Back then, it was 36 hours back in 72 at Central Florida Community College. And the instructor that we had, uh, we met one night a week, three hours. He was drunk half the time. So I don't think anybody actually ever passed the course. 
So in 73, when I moved to Tallahassee, I ended up retaking the sales associate pre-license course, did well, passed it, and, you know, and ended up, you know, flunking out of Tallahassee Community College, but I got a real estate sales license, and, and that was back in 1973. So that was the start of my adventures in real estate. So I flunked out of St. Leo's, kind of did okay at Central Florida, right having, you know, uh, ups and downs there. Tallahassee again, uh, really not highly motivated to, to go to school, but ended up getting, like I said, taking the real estate sales associate course, passing it, getting my real estate sales license back in 1973. So that was the start of me being licensed as an agent here in Florida, because working for my dad, I didn't have to have a license because we were selling our own property. But if I wanted to sell someone else's property under Florida law, I had to have a real estate license. So who do I go to work for? Well, I had worked for the IGA in Dinellon, and Mr. Hess had sold the IGA and went to work for Deltona, which is Citrus Springs Development. So my dad says, you need to go to work with Mr. Hess at Deltona. So I hung my license with Deltona. And part of it was back then they were selling vacant lots uh, in uh, Citrus Springs, Spring Hill, and Marion Oaks. And that was the three sister properties uh, in the communities. Here's a trivia fact for you. There is a street called El Camp. In any of the Deltona properties, there is a street called El Camp. And that street goes through the entire center of any of their developments. So if you're on an LCAM in any of their developments, it goes completely through the entire community. So you can get in or out of the thing. And if you take the word LCAM and spell it backwards, it is called Mackle. Mackle Brothers with the developers. So there's some trivia about real estate in Florida that you didn't know. Deltona, LCAM, and Mackle. Things you learn in real estate that I have no idea what I can use it for. Anyway, went to go to work. They started building um, spec builder homes in the community, had three floor plans to choose from. You had A, B, C, or D. Uh, D was basically the special option. Uh, selling these homes was not easy. They had us going between all three developments. It was not a lot of fun, a lot of stress, a lot of you know typical sales techniques. And one of the other things that we had to do was people bought lots sight unseen. So what would happen is someone would call the company and say, well, look, we'd like to come preview our lot. Well, they, saw, they bought these lots sight unseen, and a lot of times they paid $1,000, $2,000, maybe $3,000 for them. They were owner-financed. And the idea was that they would come look at it and go, oh, gee, you know, that's outer and outer Mongolia. Let's go closer in. So, oh, well, you can take that lot, trade it in, and get a new one. But it's going to cost you more to be closer to the main drag. So I can remember one instance, and this is what caused me to – to, to really lose heart with the industry for a period there. Uh, I was up, got a, got a call from the manager, says, you have a lady you have to go pick up. I go where? At the bus station in Dinellan. So I get to the bus station and I meet the bus and this little lady gets off the bus, little black lady. I, I, I introduced myself and I said, How, I'm here to help you. And I already knew where her lot was located because we did our homework on this. And during my commute from the Donellan bus station to Citrus Springs, I was expressing to her that I was concerned about where the location of the lot was, the future development of it, the anticipation of roads, that she would be best 
to request a refund. And they don't like to do refunds. They like to flip you into something else so they can make more money off of you for a long period of time. And again, this is the techniques that some things I really, really hate about real estate. And you're going to find this out as we go through this entire thing about real estate. Got into the office and my sales manager came in and said, introduced himself and said I would take good care of her. And that, you know, we have this other lot here for another $3,000. We'll finance. She didn't have the funds to do that. She was going to retire in a few years. And she wanted a place to live comfortably in Florida. So they gave her a bunch of grief. And I went into the manager and I said to him, look, here's the deal. Write her a check. Give her her money back. I'll take her back to the hotel. And you're going to pay for her bus to go back home. And they give me a fit about it. And I just adamantly got just in their faces, told them to go screw themselves. And I paid for her bus ticket so she could get back home because they weren't going to do it. They gave her money back. And that was the end of my adventures with Deltona. So if you want to know why my rant and rave sometimes, uh, which you will hear during the course of my real estate activities, you're going to understand why. Because of people's unscrupulous, unethical ways in real estate. So after that little misguided adventure, my dad said, well, your other choice is you can go to work for a real estate broker in Crystal River. His name was Ralph Rooks. He was also county commissioner, county commissioner district one, which is the district that we lived in. So he was the district commissioner of, of all the property that we owned in the area because we lived in district one. Ralph was one of those guys where part of the good old boy network of real estate back in the 1970s. Uh, we had no MLS system. We had no lockbox systems. Pretty much everything was an open listing or a pocket listing where you knew about things that were for sale. People didn't really want to put them on the market or advertise it, but you'd know about it and you go show it and they'd pay you. Or if another broker had something in inventory, they might share it with you. It was pretty close society back in 74. And that's pretty much the way it was for quite a while in a lot of these smaller communities. And I spent about, oh, a year, year and a half uh, under Ralph's tutelage. I learned more about county government than I did real estate. So much so that I decided to run for his seat in 1976, which is part of the things, everything that, you know, you wanted to know, but, you know, really didn't know. Did you know that? So I'm going to talk about my escapades in politics back in 76 and Ralph. But Ralph was a pretty good mentor. But I got to give him this. I made one sale that entire time I was there for about a year and a half. The sale was a client was in town looking to purchase property. Well, this client came to town for one reason, Seven Rivers Community Hospital. And the story goes like this, and I've heard all kinds of stories out there, but I have firsthand knowledge because our family was involved with it from the very beginning of why this hospital this piece of real estate was sold. My mom had an illness, had to have surgery, and she ended up going to St. Petersburg to Palms of Pasadena Hospital. Dr. Willie and Dr. Tobias were the surgeons that operated on her and did her procedure. They came to Crystal River and fell in love with the place. Really thought it was really, really great and bought a piece of property just outside of town. Now, this was before I got involved, before my dad did. They just came in town, somebody sold them a piece of dirt. Well, they sold him a piece of dirt next to a cemetery. Now, let me think. Hospital, cemetery next to each other. Not a very good idea. So that's when I got into the picture with them. My dad introduced me to them. And my task now was to either try to move the cemetery 
which you can do, but it takes quite a bit, or find another piece of property. So my task was to locate a suitable piece of property. We needed about 20 acres. So I started going up uh, the road called 495 or Citrus Avenue. A couple of parcels jumped up in the, and back then you used plat books. We didn't have computers. Uh, it was, you know, you went to the county courthouse, looked it up in the books and looked at all the adjoining parcels. And that's how I found the owners. So there was 40 acres, I think it was. And the hospital was going to buy 20 of the 40. And they were going to run sewer and water from the city out to it so that the other 20 acres would become more valuable. Um, my task was to get the seller to sell. I was representing the buyer. I didn't realize I was doing buyer agency back then because we didn't have listings and I was a buyer's agent. They put together an offer. Uh, I don't remember. It was in the 200,000 range, something like that. Put an offer together, had a cashier's check and chased down the seller's son who lived in New York, wouldn't see me, wouldn't even talk to me. So we backed off. So my next feat was, and my task was to find another suitable site between Crystal River and Homosassa, find 20 plus acres, try to do an assemblage. Well, it was out of Ralph's district and he wanted it in his district, but he said, okay, let's go look. So if you're familiar with Crystal River, you have all those order dealerships, Citrus, Jeep, you know, Harley, uh, the Buick, all that area in there. There was a, an assemblage of property that we were trying to put together to put the hospital there. Problem was it leaked that I was looking. And as soon as I started talking to people, guess what happened? Prices went through the friggin' roof. So that was the end of that little puppy. Uh, so my task now was to find another piece of property, uh, either in the city limits of Crystal River or heading north. So I started going through plat books and doing assemblages and finding owners and seeing if they were out of state and out of the area so that they didn't know what was going on. And lo and behold, where the hospital today, that was three parcels of property. Two of the owners were in Florida. One was in, um, oh, God, I'm, I'm going brain dead on that one. It was in uh, Alabama? Huntsville, that's it. Shoot. Okay, Huntsville, Alabama. So had to get all three to sign, not knowing what was going on. Uh, got all three to sign and sell. And that was my first real estate transaction. And I was the buyer's agent back then in 1974, 75. I didn't even know I was doing that. So the, the site was purchased without the uh, sellers knowing that the end user was going to be a hospital, which was a good thing. I mean, I did my job for my clients. And ironically, uh, because of the job that I did with the hospital, they hired me on as an on-site consultant. So I found the property, helped them buy it closed on it. And now I'm on site during the construction phase. So again, this ties into everything real estate. You know, a lot of people talk about experiences in real estate or things they've done. I've done it firsthand. I was there when the, the, the dirt was bought. I was there when the first shovel was turned. I was there for the dedication. I was there when the hospital opened. I was just there recently for our, the 40th anniversary that just came up. So, I mean, I've had experiences in real estate that you can't buy. And I, I, I look back at some of these adventures and opportunities and think, wow, that was very, very unique. So, worked on construction, learned the construction industry from, from a great superintendent on the commercial side, watching a hospital go from the ground to the uh, first patients being rolled in. I was almost a casualty 
uh, on the site, on the hospital. Uh, we were pouring concrete on, on the second level, and I was at the apex at the corner of the property, and we were booming up cranes of concrete, and we had different weights of concrete, 25, 5,000, and I think 7,500-pound concrete. We had different weights of concrete for different parts of the floor. So I'm booming up the, uh, the crane operator to bring the buckets up to bring it to the, to the guy so they could pour it. And he and I had a couple of run-ins a few times. Uh, he didn't like me because he thought I was a glorified gopher. I was on there physically doing work. And, and I didn't, you know, just catch a paycheck. I actually physically got, went out there and did it. So he decided one time, when he, instead of lifting the bucket off the deck, he just came right at me with it. And I saw it coming out of the corner of my good eye, grabbed it, and went over the side of the building in the bucket, got on the ground, and they kept everything from me from just taking a two-by-four and just whacking them side the head. But anyway, that was my experience in, in building a hospital. And again, it was one of those experiences that you can't buy. You, you just really can't. Again, it was my first sale. And then we went on to build a, a little plaza, my dad, where we had, you know, three little stores. We had a, a little Italian deli, little middle store. And then I had in the end store, um, my real estate office, because I left Ralph's office and decided to have my own real estate company, but I wasn't a broker yet. I, so I hired a broker. Uh, he was my insurance agent, and I hired him to be my real estate broker until I got my broker's license, which I didn't know was going to take me four more years because I'm kind of a little slow sometimes. Uh, so I hired a broker, opened up my own real estate company. We called it Gulf Florida, not Gulf, but Gulf Florida. And I got a cease and desist from Gulf Oil because I used the word Gulf, Florida. Anyway, so that was back then. We were working with buyers back then also as a buyer's agent. That was my first exposure to buyer agency. A gentleman by the name of Jim Workington was doing a seminar in Orlando. And this was back in 76. And I sat through it and I go, wow, I like this. Working with buyers, you know, who, you know, are... They've got the money. Why should I worry about listings? Everything is possibly for sale at some point. So that was the start of my buyer agency episodes in real estate. And on top of that, you know, my we, we started a volunteer fire department. I was the fire chief to Rosa Plaza. We had a, another building <clears throat> that we built that I got to build because we were doing construction too. It was a steel building company called Pasco Building Supply or Pasco Builders or something like that. So we bought a builder franchise to do these steel buildings. So that was my second building. We did the stores and then I built a flea market steel building. And it was really funny because I took the classes on how to, you know, price it out and build it and all this other crap. And the truck comes the day the building arrives. And I'm looking at the truck going, God, I hope I have all the pieces here. And, you know, we had laid all the concrete. All the engineering was done, so I supervised all the concrete pours. We made sure that we didn't go light on concrete. We went with heavier concrete so that if we had to convert the building to another use in the future, we wouldn't have issues with the loads on the concrete. I learned all of that from the hospital. So, again, my education in real estate, everything in real estate that has been, have been building blocks of things that I've learned from the past, and I still use today. So we built a building, the flea market, the firehouse, the plaza, you know, and a few other buildings. And, and that was my start in real estate here in Citrus County back in, you know, 75, 76. Being a sales associate back then was a lot different. There was no formal training to speak of. Brokers basically gave you a desk uh, and 
you, you were on your own. There was really not a lot of training. The boards of realtors really weren't that big of a, of a, a powerhouse in each of these little communities. It was a small, you know, closed community. So I hired a broker. He was my broker until I could get my broker's license. I didn't know it was going to take me four years from the time I got my sales associate till I got my broker's license. And again, it was a learning experience. I had the opportunity to do a lot of things different in those formative years in real estate that most people never get a chance to do. So again, uh, briefly, I just want to thank you for your time. I hope that everything real estate is fun and exciting for you. This was the first Thursday show of this. I'm going to be adding more to it. And then as we go out of my parts, we're going to bring in outside guests from around the country that I've met over the years uh, and have them talk about everything real estate. Again, thanks for listening. This is Vinny DeRosa on the Cousin Vinny Network. <laughs>